Welcome to the Street Photography Magazine podcast, priceless inspiration and advice for street photographers everywhere. Hello and welcome to episode 25 of the Street Photography Magazine podcast. I'm your host, Bob Patterson, and this is the place for inspiration and advice by street photographers for street photographers. If I sound a little funny today, it's because I'm on the road be on the road through the holidays, and I'm in beautiful Charlottesville, Virginia, which uh, will be my home very soon, but right now we're down here for the holidays, plus I'm fighting off one of these uh, winter colds that seem to be going around. And today we're going to pay tribute to a very special street photographer, Glenn Capers. He is one of my very favorites, and unfortunately we lost him last week. We'll talk about that, plus... Uh, We're going to speak with members of the uh, very active New York City Street Photography Collective. But before we get started, I'd like to remind you that this podcast is brought to you by Street Photography Magazine. And do you feel that your street photos all look the same? Are you in a rut and feel like there's nothing to shoot where you live? Or maybe you're just new to street photography and want to learn what it's all about. If so, then you need to check out Street Photography Magazine. It's a a source of inspiration to learn from others who are out there doing every day what you want to do. And it's a place to uh, potentially publish your photos. And what we do, we publish 12 monthly issues per year, plus a few bonus issues, uh, usually wrapped around some of the larger festivals around the world. Each issue includes an interview with our featured photographer to discuss what they shoot, how they see, and dig into some very specific pieces of their work. Plus, we feature uh, photo stories and projects from photographers around the world to inspire you. And, for example, each issue includes the Street Shooters of the Month section that uh, features images from members of our community from around the world. All this for less than the price of one cup of coffee per month. So stop over and subscribe at streetphotographymagazine.com. Or, if you're searching for the perfect gift for the street photographer in your life, you can give them a gift subscription by purchasing one at streetphotographymagazine.com gift. If you've been following Street Photography Magazine for a while, you probably have heard me mention Glenn Capers. He is one of my favorite street photographers and documentary photographers. It saddens me to tell you that uh, Glenn lost his battle with heart disease last week and passed away. And he leaves behind his uh, wife, Roma Johnson, family, and friends. Glenn is a photojournalist, used to be with the Associated Press, and uh, many others. He's a world, was a world traveler, he's a filmmaker, a very active teacher, and probably above all else, a master storyteller. And if you see some of his work after the show, you'll, you'll know what I mean. Uh, no matter where Glenn traveled, he had the ability to easily connect with people of all cultures on a very personal level. And this put him into situations that enabled him to create some very powerful images. But always the people came first, and the photo was a bonus. And that's something very important I think we can learn from him. In my opinion, he was more of a documentary photographer than a street photographer, as can be seen in uh, many of the photo stories that he published over the years, both as a professional and individually. 
My personal favorite is a photo story titled Superman. It's the story of uh, Garado, a retired school custodian in San Jose, Costa Rica, who donned a Superman suit to help protest the treatment of striking school teachers in his city. Glenn first got to know Garado personally, and after forming that bond, he was invited into his life to tell a story. The results are amazing, and there's a link to the photo story in the show notes. Please don't miss it. I think you're really going to love it. Glenn said that during his travels, he was frequently invited into people's lives to share their most personal moments. And the ability to truly emphasize with others is a gift, and it can't be faked. One of my personal objectives was to attend one of Glenn's intimate street photography workshops somewhere in the world. He taught these everywhere in places like Costa Rica, India, Nepal, and many others. Sadly, that's not going to happen for me now. But all of us will be able to learn from Glenn because his work lives on. And I guess that's all any of us can ask for as photographers. So please be sure to see the show notes for this program with links to Glenn's work online. I don't know what else to say, so I'll just end this with Glenn's own words of advice, which he called his last thought for the photographer. It's this. Whatever you look to see outside is waiting inside you. So Glenn Capers, 1950 to 2017. Rest in peace, dude. All right, let's talk about collectives. If you've been a street photographer any length of time, you already know that it can be a pretty lonely pursuit. Typically, you shoot by yourself, you edit your photos by yourself, maybe you upload some to social media for a few cursory comments, and then you wonder alone if you're making any progress. Or maybe you show photos to your family and friends and they'll say, that's nice, or that's good, or they don't quite get what you're doing. One of the best ways to grow as a photographer, and I mean any form of photography, is to get real constructive criticism. Sometimes a little tough love can make a huge difference in your growth. So where do you get that? Well, Jorge Garcia, a native of Tampa who relocated to New York City, had the same problem. So three years ago, he decided to do something about it, and he began his own collective. Today, the New York City Street Photography Collective has 21 active members who meet monthly to share their work and provide input and support to each other. Together, they embark on group projects, publish a website, and a quarterly zine. As a result, they've grown as a group and individually as artists. So I'm pleased to have had an opportunity to speak with George and his fellow collective member, Matthias Wasik, about the collective, how they began, and where they plan to go with it. My hopes are that it will inspire you and others to put your own spin on a collective of your own. And if you do, please keep Street Photography Magazine in the loop. So kick back, grab a beverage, and have a listen to my conversation with George Garcia and Matthias Wasik from the New York City Street Photography Collective. Well, my guest today, uh, we're welcoming back Matthias Wasik. He was with us uh, a couple months ago back in the summer, and also Jorge Garcia. They are both members of the uh, New York City Street Photography Collective, and they're on here to talk about their collective, which is really cool. So welcome, guys. Hello. Hi, Bob. 
Yeah, the uh, the New York City Street Photography Collective is very active, and they do a lot of very interesting things, so we're going to talk about that. But before we get into it, I thought I'd ask each of you, what? how did you get into street photography? George, why don't you go first, and Matthias, you go second, since you've already been with us before. Yeah, thanks, Bob. I uh, appreciate you uh, having us on. Um, so yeah, uh, my name is George. Uh, I got into street photography really... Um, uh, just cause I, I enjoy walking. Um, I like going outside. I like, uh, people watching, um, and street photography is a fairly accessible, um, act, you know, activity to, to spend time outdoors. Um, I get in, I got into street about, you know, focusing or got committed. I committed to street about three and a half years ago. Um, prior to that, I, you know, I was into photography and, and all types of photography, but, um, you know, street was always something I was interested in. You know, I discovered Brisson, you know, years ago when I first picked up a camera and, and, you know, other, you know, Meyerowitz and Winogrand and whatnot early on, but I've always imagined street being this complex, uh, difficult thing. You have to travel to, you know, far off places to really get, good pictures for. Um, and then, um, yeah. And then, so, you know, after years of photographing landscapes and weddings and, you know, animals and all that other stuff, I, I decided to put all that away and, and just focus on shooting street. Um, and part of that process for me was also finding other street photographers. And that kind of led me into, um, find, you know, finding or creating the, the, the collective NYC SPC, um, I just thought it was a great way to unite uh, or, yeah, just kind of get together as many street photographers I could find um, and just, you know, talk shop and share experiences and ideas and, you know, and just have people, you know, you could talk to about uh, shooting street. So that's kind of my little background story of where I started and where I am now, I guess. And I believe you moved there from Tampa, right? Yeah, yeah. Moved to New York uh, from Tampa um, uh, about three and a half years ago. One of the motivations for me, you know, I'm married, but one of my motivations for me to move to New York was, was to pursue, you know, more artistic opportunities, to pursue street. Um, and, you know, New York is kind of like the mecca of street photography. So, um, yeah, you know, I got here. Um, I sold off, you know, my SLR Canon kit you know, bought an M6, eventually a M240 and just focused, you know, one lens, one body, and just focused on making street pictures and, and really nothing else. Um, up until recently, recently, I'm starting to kind of mix it up a little tiny bit, but, but generally, uh, yeah, it's just uh, street 100% of the time. Did you do a lot of street photography in Tampa? Um, yeah, I mean, n nothing, uh, you know, uh, you know, it's shooting outside of New York is, is has its unique challenges. You know, New York for street is is, is easy. Uh, you know, it's mm -hmm. it, there's it's it, there's tons of people. Most people don't care. Um, you know, you, you there, there's a lot of um, you know ways to not hide, but you know, just kind of blend in with the crowd when you photograph people, and you know, it just it doesn't seem like a big deal. But in smaller towns. Um, you know, it's, it's definitely more challenging. And, and I was fairly new to photography and, and, and specifically the genre of street. So I just, you know, I didn't really have much uh, technique uh, and experience to shoot outside, you know, well, yeah, smaller towns where, you know, you're driving around, you know, 99% of the time to get to where you're going. Um, I did recently go to Florida uh, over the summer to visit folks. And I did take a few days to myself to try to get around shooting um, you know, my street style, but 
Um, but and it was cool, you know. It was it was interesting. Uh, you know, I managed to put a little series together of of you know work I'm proud of. And uh, um, but yeah, I mean, in Florida when I was living there, I didn't really shoot much street. Um, but now that I've kind of figured it out and have a process that I can utilize, I have been trying to apply that to towns outside of New York. It's really a challenge shooting anywhere where you have to drive every place where there's strip malls everywhere, four lane roads, a lot of that in Florida, obviously, especially in the Tampa area. So it's hard. Um, last month, well, in our November issue, our feature photographer was Hal Paget, who's in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. And he's done a lot of very interesting work there. Um, I, I learned a lot from it because, you know, I, I live in the suburbs myself and it's it's not easy. You have to drive someplace. Yeah. Yeah, I always respect I always give mad respect to guys who can make strong street style photos in small towns. You know, that's that's a it's a very challenging thing to do and, and, and guys that do it well, you know, they they they, they deserve extra brownie points. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure it out. If anybody has any pointers, let me know. What about you, Matthias? I know you've moved here from Germany and did a lot of cool things over there. We featured you a couple months ago. So tell us about your journey. Yeah, that's right. I um, I moved from Germany, from Berlin to the USA in 2015 to New York, to New York with my wife. Um, I'm mainly a human rights activist. That's my um, full-time job. But I've been working as a documentary photographer for, for many years now, doing documentary work for magazines and travel photography. Um, but it was really after I moved to the States, after I moved to New York, when I really started becoming more aware of, of my style and influences and, and getting into street photography in particular. Um, as many people who you know come to a new place, I think, and I, you know, I started exploring the city through my photography in the beginning, doing what others were doing, or like kind of like you know being inspired by the city itself, by its architecture, by by all the places, by all the sites, and then slowly moving deeper and realizing that what really makes the city is its people and and what's happening in the streets and and kind of like understanding the the architecture and the streets more of like the backdrop to what's what's really the focus for for my work and um there was kind of a shift for me because i couldn't really you know do street photography the way i can do it here back in berlin or back in europe in in general because yeah, as, as as George said, like it's it's much harder to uh, pursue this kind of uh, this type of photography in other places. In in Germany, in particular, it is because of you know privacy issues. People don't like to be photographed. They ask questions. It it's just you know people are much more suspicious of 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 being photographed. So um, I felt like I had more freedoms here to do that and uh, also found inspiration in you know in in famous uh, new york street photographers and also in in the group um in uh in the community here um so so yeah and and i think um you know being being a part of being part of the of the group really had a great impact on my style and what i've what i've uh, been doing in the last couple of years here 
Well, here's a question for both of you. You know, there are, there are, there are a lot of street photographers in New York. There are a lot of masters who shot in New York. And is it possible that everything's already been done before and there's nothing left to do? Or, you know, what do you do to make it different? How do you, how are you able to, to stand out among the crowd? Um, I mean, for me, I mean, it is extremely challenging out here. So, I mean, yeah, the, the, the New York city being New York city and being, you know, fairly easy to, sh to make street work in, you know, makes it more challenging because there's a lot more people out there. Um, you know, there's, and there's a lot of good shooters out there right now that are, that are making, you know, a great work. And then of course, yeah, historically, a lot of great images have come out of uh, the sidewalks of New York. Um, for me, I, 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 you know, I don't know, I'm kind of in a weird mindset at now. Um, you know, initially I would say it would have been, you know, I, I see it as a challenge, right? So like in sport, you know, you see these photos that other guys make and you try to figure out ways to make them better. Um, mm -hmm. but I'm starting to kind of think that's kind of deconstructive. Um, you know, I don't know. It's, 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 it's easy to get caught up in, in getting frustrated because, you know, maybe you don't get a better picture and after spending, you know, God knows how many hours and rolls and miles walked, you know, you're still making this work and you're not, you know, you don't feel like you're doing any better or making better pictures. You know, it's, it's kind of, you know, it's, it's demotivating. So I'm kind of trying to, I guess, look less at peers work and just try to focus on my own work. Um, you know, it's, it's good to have a group that you can share work with to kind of get, you know, feedback, to get critique to, you know, by people you trust and that are honest and, you know, aren't going to, you know, fluff stuff up, you know, if they say it's trash, it's trash, you know? So, um, you know, that, that is still important, but I think looking a lot at social media, um, you know, can be somewhat, uh, you know, yeah, can be, can be frustrating sometimes. <laughs> counterproductive. Yeah. Maybe? Counterproductive, you know, cause you see something you're like, holy smokes, that's an awesome picture, you know, uh -huh. especially if you were out that day and you were like on that corner and you know there's a picture that you know you you see it and you're like holy smokes how come i didn't get that picture right like what's what did i what why can't i see that way um so i don't know so that's kind of i'm in this weird zone right now uh maybe it's because i've been stuck in the house all week with my foot but but um <laughs> but yeah so um I, I do think yeah uh there are a lot of photographers um I, I don't think there's a lot of good street work coming out of new york you know there's a lot of work being made but um i think there is uh there are you know there are a good group of guys that are making great work and you know it is nice to see their work and try to get expired and find ways to 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 challenge yourself to make the work better but um i do think that has to be taken with a grain of salt and you can't you know get too tied up in and looking at too much of other people's work. Yeah. What about you, Matthias? Yeah. Coming back to your question, I think um, setting yourself apart from the old masters and from, you know, famous New York photographers just happen at some point, like it happens automatically because the city is changing, you know, like it's, it's not, the same New York that it was in the 70s, not the same New York that it was in the 80s. 
So we are capturing the city as it is today. We are in, so so you know I can capture a scene today that you will not be able to reproduce tomorrow because it's you know a singular scene. And I think a part of what we're doing is kind of like looking for those um, singular moments that can't be reproduced, and that like that is partly what makes a good street photo for me. You know, not just copying what others have done but trying to see things through a slightly different angle, through my personal angle, through my um, backstory that I'm bringing into the city. For me personally, you know, being, being someone who came here two years ago, who still sees new things every day and is inspired by things that happen and maybe is, you know, amazed by things more than someone who grew up in the city and has a different perspective of things. Um, and then also, I think part of what makes you makes your personal work stand out just um comes through being consistent in the way you work you know not following every instagram trend that comes up not following every new look or style that you see being inspired by these things and and trying to learn from others but but sort of like you know trying to develop your own style and trying to like stick to to what you do and build your portfolio and your 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 work um, using using your own voice, um, and even if you might sometimes feel a bit lost, and I agree with George, I like sometimes I sit at home and like I'm like oh, I don't really want to go. I don't feel like I don't feel inspired right now. I, sometimes I go out in the into the streets wanting to take photos, and I come back and I don't have anything um, uh, that I want to keep, so I, I feel a little bit lost. But these moments pass, and I think in the in the long term, um, we all build portfolios that are you know worth looking back into and you you always like only you know, I think you only really recognize that there are gems in your work and that you ha that you have your own style by looking back at what you've done um, so yeah consistency for me is, is, is a is a key word yeah or do you ever look back and you see some photos you made two three years ago and you go I can't believe I did it that way then I would never <laughs> process it like like I did then. I, I see stuff last week and I'm like, what was I thinking? <laughs> at the same time, sometimes I look back at my uh, archive and I found, you know, great yeah. photos that I haven't seen as such mm -hmm. uh, back then that I just like, you know, skipped. And um, I, I feel like it, it's worth sometimes looking back and going back and see things through, you know, uh, your your future self, your new self, and, and yeah. like with, with everything that happened in the meantime. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I just, I had that happen to me the other day. I, I wrote a very long article for our next uh, next magazine issue, and I was looking back through some photos from a year and a half ago or whatever, and I just happened to notice one that I took with my phone. Mm. And I said, wow, that one's really good. <laughs> I would have thrown it away. I, I, if I hadn't taken it with the phone and it wasn't stored in in uh, iCloud, it probably would have been gone. Mm -hmm. That's why you never delete it's anything. Incredible. Never delete it. No. Always hold on. Yeah, to you're, it. Right. you're right. You're right. Let's talk about the collective. Um, so, how did that start? Um, so yeah. So when I decided to focus on shooting street. You know, I figured, again, a, a part of that was to find like-minded peers. So, um, you know, after searching around Facebook and various websites to see if there was already a sort of meetup or group that met regularly, you know, focused around street photography, you know, I couldn't find any. So I decided to start my own. Um, 
basically I just, um, you know, found a coffee shop in the city, you know, picked a date and a time and posted it, you know, on various, uh, social media sites, you know, Facebook, Reddit, um, and just said, you know, Hey, you know, my name is George. I'm in the street. Uh, I'll be at this coffee shop at this time. You know, if you're interested in getting together and having coffee and talking shop, you know, be there. And, you know, the first meeting, uh, 34 months ago, was just me and two other guys and uh you know that's where we started and little by little we grew and um yeah and you know you know more and more people started showing up and and yeah but um but yeah it was just you know uh, an idea to try to you know and, and some you know inspired by like the photo league where you know like-minded photographers got together on a regular basis to share work and talk about you know organizing events and shows and i don't know doing more than just working by themselves. So what's your primary mission? If you have one, um, basically just to learn and share, you know, the art of street photography, just try to, you know, advance our own understanding of it, um, share it with other people that are interested of, of all skill levels, um, and, uh, and promote, you know, talented guys that are out, well, guys and girls that are out there shooting, um, um, but yeah, basically just try to, you know, share the art of, of street photography and, 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 uh, yeah, just promote work. Yeah. So how big is the group now? I mean, you've been at it three years. That's quite a while. Yeah. Um, so official members are 21. Um, and then, um, you know, we have, uh, at the meetings, usually, you know, not all members will make it, but, um, but most members will show up and then maybe about another, um, I don't know, 20 to 25 people from, uh, you know, either social media, you know, that they found us on Facebook or Instagram or just, you know, heard about it and showed up. So I don't know, meetings are usually about 25 to 30, give or take people. Um, and, um, but yeah, official members are, are 21 at the moment. Yeah. And how often do you meet? Uh, once a month. Uh, we meet regularly once a month uh, in a place in Soho. Um, yeah, we, we meet. We, you know, we have a projector set up. And um, and basically, it's really an opportunity for, for, for people to share work. Um, but really, I, I always stress to share work you're not sure of. You know, a lot of times, especially mm -hmm. first time presenters, they want to like show their like, you know, their best pictures to kind of, you know, make an impression, which, you know, it's cool. But, um, but I always encourage people that, you know, to bring those, those photos that they're not sure of, you know, that are sitting, you know, in their B file and, um, you know, they want to get critiqued on, um, you know, a good photo is usually easy to, to see, but, but those photos where you're just not quite sure is where you can kind of learn, you know, ways to improve or what you missed. And, and I think those are more valuable in, in the learning process than, than a highlight reel. Yeah. And sometimes it's hard to see it in your own work. Right. I, I think it's easier to see it in others in your own. You, sometimes you fall in love with mm -hmm. it. Yeah. And then when you, then when you show it to people and it winds up on the B or the C pile sure. <laughs> and other ones, you know, somebody's uncovered a gem that you never even thought existed. Exactly. So what happens in a typical meeting? Um, yeah. So, I mean, all, you know, a bunch of people get together. We, we throw pictures up on a projector. We try to give everybody, you know, depending on how many people are showing uh, photos, we try to give everybody, you know, 10 to 20 minutes uh, of time to, to go over their photos. Um, and, um, 
and yeah, and then we, you know, we try to encourage people to to share their thoughts, to uh, to critique a photo, um, and uh, and yeah, and 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 I mean, it's usually yeah, it's 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 a good time. You know, everybody has a good time. People, you know, meetings can run pretty late, so people will bring you know beers or snacks or drinks or whatever, and so you know, it, it kind of does have a, a social club type of feel to it. Um, and um, you know, and it's a great way to meet, you know, because there's, you know, even though we don't necessarily like promote the exact location of where we have the meetings people you know hear it through the grapevine so there's always new people you know there's always a handful of, of first timers that that show up and um you know so it's a great way to to meet other people and you know a lot of times you know i'm surprised you know by these people's work and you know i'm really impressed and you know you meet somebody now that you could uh draw inspiration from and and also chat with and um you know, so it's, 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 it's a cool experience. Um, um, you know, it's, it's just a great opportunity to, again, meet people, share work, get critiqued, have a beer, talk about street or whatever else. And we also share books, you know, people will bring new books they picked up. Um, so sometimes books will be passed around and, and people will check out their books. And of course, if somebody comes with like a new camera, you know, it's always a big, <laughs> big attention thing. You know, everybody circles around and starts playing with the new camera. That's, you know, it's like a new kid at a playground or something. Uh, so, yeah. That could get expensive. Yeah. <laughs> so it must be scary getting feedback in person. I mean, it's so valuable to get good quality, real constructive feedback. And you don't get that online, really, other than a nice shot or some troll may come by mm -hmm. and say whatever, but to get good constructive feedback is really valuable. Is it, I mean, is it uncomfortable standing up there in front of 20 other people? Um, and listen? I mean, me personally, I'm, I'm, I'm really, you know, I, I'm always hesitant and, and, and worried about the way I, I sound or what I say. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. Matthias is definitely a much better public speaker. And, and I think, uh, you know, can formulate his, his thoughts much more cohesively than I can. Uh, I sometimes tend to ramble, but, um, but I mean, yeah, it is, you know, uh, it is nerve wracking having your work up and, and trying, especially, you know, and these are people you, you admire, respect, et cetera, you know, having your work in front of these guys and trying to, you know, discuss it, uh, and, 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 and yeah, and possibly get your heart broken. <laughs> <laughs> At the same time, I think, you know, the group is really welcoming. Like, it's very, it's a very warm atmosphere. It's, it's not so much, uh, like, you know, competition going on in, in, a, in a sense that, you know, people are intimidated of, like, showing, showing their things or talking about their work. So I, I, what I think what I see is, like, many first-time uh, visitors of, of the meetings, they kind of, like, tend to, you know, you don't bring your photos when you come for the first time. You kind of, like, stand yeah. in the background. You start to, like, you know share your feedback but you kind of like test the waters a little bit but i see many many folks like bringing their photos the second meeting or the third meeting um but generally um i think even for those uh in the group who are a little bit like hesitant or shy to talk about their uh their work they understand that this is you know this is a group of like-minded people and all the feedback you get there is really you know, helpful and, and it's, and it's, uh, there's, there's never any feedback that is just, you know, bullying you personally or, or your work. I find mo most of the feedback is really helpful. And, and, and the great thing is you, you have a chance to, 
to to ask the person who um, who commented on your photo like how they mean it or what they what they meant by saying that, and that gives you know that creates a dialogue that that can that can lead even even deeper and help you really mm -hmm. understand what what might be the issue with uh, with your technique or with with how you work, and um, yeah, I, th I think in the end everyone realizes that it's super helpful. And uh, I think that makes people, um, you know, it encourages people to show their work. And, and we see, you know, a lot of a lot of people sharing their sharing their work um, after they even were a little bit reluctant in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and people know yes. not to take it personal, you know. So it's it's uh, yeah, it's just a great way to share and get feedback. And you know, you take it with a grain of salt. You know, you may not agree. You know, we're not. You know, everybody has a different idea. Yeah, probably depends on how you're wired too. Mm -hmm. If you're somebody who is not comfortable with criticism, you're probably not going to join a group like yours. Right. Yeah. A lot, a lot of people, yeah, get kind of just weeded out just because they're not. They, yeah. They, I mean, either they're too shy or they're just uncomfortable, or they don't want to hear, you know, things that aren't super positive. There's an answer to that. <laughs> just just show the pictures to your mom. Right. That's all you have to do. <laughs> That's wonderful, honey. Right. <laughs> What about talking about your photos? Um, you know, we have many, many people who want to publish their photos in the magazine, and we encourage everyone to write about it, to well, talk. You, in your case, you talk about it. Many people struggle with that. I think it's probably because we're all visual communicators, so the verbal side is, is more of a struggle. Do you have a format to use to talk about a photograph? How do you come up with what to say about a photo? I'll let you go, Matthias. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. I, I think I think that really depends on the photo you're showing, you're sharing with the group. If it's you know just a random street shot, if it's just you know me walking down the street and just you know doing my daily street photography, um, then I might not even have much to say. You know, I might just like show the photo and just ask um, ask the others in the room to just share their thoughts like what do you think about this one like do you do you like the style do you like the way it's 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 done um is there anything i should have done differently or improved sometimes i think most of the times really we kind of like just give a little bit of background info just mm -hmm. like okay this was taken on this and this day and and i um I, I i took this photo because i saw this and this inspired me to take the shot um there might be other photos where we had a little bit more of planning involved you know like for example when i uh presented my photos of the wash the shore series where i took photos in coney island uh i had a little bit more of an idea of what i wanted to represent a little bit of a, of a narrative so in that case i would give a little bit more of, of, of a background and tell the story behind my little project or whatever it is and um and try to find out from the group whether whether the narrative is coherent, whether they would like drop one of the photos that I'm showing or add something else or try to focus, try to shift my focus a little bit to make the narrative a little bit more coherent um, in, in their views. So I think it really mm -hmm. depends on whether there is much to say about the photo really or whether we just want to you know, focus on the visual side of things. Do you have somebody in the group that when it's your turn to show the photos, you, you hope they're not going to show up that night. <laughs> uh, Matthias, no, <laughs> uh, no, no. I mean, uh, no. I mean, I mean, you know, there's there are some some for me some some of the members that yeah. I mean, I, you know, 
that make really, really good work. So I, I do sometimes get a little like worried, like, oh man, this, you know, they're going to show something that's going to be awesome. And then my pictures suck. And, you know, so, I mean, there, there's that, but, uh, I mean, occasionally, uh, you know, but, but, you know, but, you know, that's, I guess part of my, you know, a little bit of a competitive nature maybe, but, um, but, but no, I mean, we're all pretty, pretty excited to see, to see each other's work, uh, um, and, and to see, you know, what people want to share. It's, it's always, you know, it's always exciting to see, even if, even the bad ones, you know, it's, it's, it's all an opportunity to learn something. So, you know, it's, it's always cool to, and you know, it's, 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 it's I don't know. It's always cool to see work. Yeah. Some groups seems like can devolve into a giant measuring contest. Sure. Yeah. Doesn't seem to be the case with you guys. No, no. I mean, we're all like uh, Matias said, we're all pretty, pretty, Nur, you know, nurturing sort of, uh, you know, we're all pretty, pretty cool. And, you know, we, we've spent a lot of time with each other. So we're all pretty, you know, pretty, uh, respectable, uh, respectful of each other. And, and, and again, it's not supposed to be, you know, a beat up session, you know, idea, you know, the, the idea is to, to be, to provide, you know, a, 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 an, a, a critique that's insightful, that's meaningful, that can have a takeaway, you know? Um, so generally, I mean, we all, we all get along pretty well. Yeah. So you've been doing this almost three years. How has it helped your, uh, your personal styles to evolve? Do you feel that you've been moving at a faster pace in terms of your evolution? Has it held you back or has it made any difference at all? Um, for me, I don't, I, I mean, it definitely motivates me to make more pictures, you know, and I think making more pictures, you know, it's going to get you, you know, one step closer to making better pictures. Um, um, so I, I do feel that, cause, you know, because I know, you know, if I'm not making pictures, one of the other guys or gals are out there making pictures. So I don't know. For me, I'm always like, I got to make more pictures. Um, and, uh-huh. you know, looking at other work, yeah. I mean, you know, you learn from it, whether it's good or bad. You know, if you if, if, if one of the members posts something or share something and it's great or it's terrible, you know, there's a takeaway there. So even if you don't necessarily identify it immediately or consciously, you know, somewhere in the back of your brain, it's, it's, it's adding some sort of information. So um, I don't, you know, I, I, I couldn't gauge whether you know, had I not started the collective or had I not found these people where I would be in comparison. Um, I mean, but I do believe, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I think it helps everybody involved and it's, and, um, you know, and yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we're all slightly better photographer for it. Yeah, I, I, I agree with this. Uh, I, I agree. I, I see myself shooting much more than, uh, than before, just because you know, you want to have something to show. You want to have something to share, and it kind of like it's it's like a constant reminder that um, you're doing this, and you want to you know be out in the streets and be part of this community and be an active member of this community. Um, learning from each other is is a, is a huge factor in and why I'm interested in being part of this and why I am part of this. Um, I think I've learned so much from um, from from many of the members through you know looking at their work, through talking to them, through uh, looking at their portfolios, um, learning about places in the city that um, I have discovered myself that um, you know they have um, looked into. Like for example, I haven't done much work in in the Bronx, but some of our members have. So that is like an inspiration to maybe 
you know, go to different places in the city and, and, and discover those. Um, and um, yeah, I think, I think it's, it's definitely, uh, definitely had a, had a great impact on, on how I work and, and, and what I do. So you do a lot of evaluation of each other's work. Have you found sources um, of some good places or some, some good resources to learn to how to evaluate or be a better evaluator? Um, practice, you know, I think it's, you know, just like making photos, practicing. I mean, practicing how to talk about your work, how to talk about other people's work, listening to what other people say. Um, you know, if you're at home, all, you know, if you're looking at work on by yourself on your phone or computer, you know, I don't, you know, the, you know, you're not going to build the verbiage to, to communicate mm -hmm. what, you know, you want to say. So, you know, for me, that's been another benefit, you know, being put in a position where I have to explain my work or have to try to talk to somebody about their work. You know, it's, it's, um, you know, for, for me personally, I didn't go to school, you know, I didn't go to art school. I don't know how to formally critique a photo or write a artist statement or any of that stuff. So, you know, this, this collective has kind of forced me to, to start thinking about those more refined, you know, things. Uh, so, um, you know, but yeah, it's practice, you know, you know, whether it's going to any art, exhibit, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be photo, but anything, you know, whether it be music, you know, or paintings or whatever, but, but definitely having those conversations and, and trying to think of your work, uh, uh, you know, in a, in a sort of context or how to explain it. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, that, that comes with practice. You just got to find ways to do it. Sure. Because I, I imagine when you make a comment about somebody's photo, you better be prepared to back it up. Say this, you know, I see this, I see that. And they say, that's interesting. Why do you say that? I think it's also, it's also like trying to understand your, your position in the history of, of, of street photography, you know? And I think you can only really get that through, um, yeah, going to exhibitions and also um, through um, studying photography books. I, I really encourage uh, other photographers to, you know, to invest more money in photographer books than into equipment, because that's, you know, where you can get so much inspiration from. And it gives you an idea of, of, of what to look for and um, of where, you, where your position is as, a, as an artist, as a photographer in the history of documenting New York City, for example, or, or doing other work. That's a good point. Speaking of photo books, which one book would each of you recommend right now? Mm. <laughs> um, I guess I think right now, bystanders, the new, the, the, the latest edition, the third edition, mm -hmm. just cause, you know, I, I have mixed feelings about it, but, but I do think it's, it's an important book, uh, to have. So I think probably if I had to get a book that just, that's like new, new, I'd probably say, yeah, the new bystanders is, is definitely a must have. I think um, my personal favorite at the moment is um, Harry Grayard's um, East West. Um, it's it's a compilation of his work um, from uh, in Los Angeles in 1982, um, compared to or in a, a kind of like uh, in uh, contrast to his work in Moscow in 1989, I think, uh, where he kind of like you know, has these both extremes of, of Western capitalism and Eastern socialism. And um, it just reminds, it's kind of like 
plays along with my personal history. I was born in Poland during socialism. I was raised in in capitalist uh, Western Germany, and I, I was always I've always been like you know fascinated huh. by these contrasting worlds. Um, and um, seeing this in a photographer's portfolio and like one photographer's work. Uh, is really fascinating to me personally, and I think you know that kind of makes makes a good um, photo book for me. Like raising these questions, raising raising um, or like digging into things that I'm interested in personally. Let me plug one more too, just because that was a good sure. Uh, God Inc. by Carl De Kaiser, uh, De Kaiser. That I just saw it recently at the ICP Library. Uh, you know, I don't buy. I mean, I do occasionally buy books, but I like to go to the ICP library because they have a lot of books that you can just look at for free. Um, but I saw that, Very nice. and it's a, it's a great book, so highly recommend that one. God, Inc., huh? Yeah, God, Inc. One thing I like about your group, you've, you've done a number of projects. Uh, the first one I saw was when you went out the day of the eclipse. Then you just recently did one. Well, not so recently anymore, uh, Halloween, and you got a very unpleasant surprise that same day when that uh, clown drove down the uh, the bike path mm -hmm. along the river, and you still went out there. You went out on the street. New Yorkers were out. They were out celebrating Halloween even after this happened. I think so. that's probably something that could only happen in a place that's had these type of things happen, like London, Paris. Tell us about that experience, if you can. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, we, we wanted to photograph, you know, as a collective effort, you know, to have a body of, uh, of work focused around the holiday of Halloween. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it was a very weird, uh, yeah, second half of the day. Um, you know, we... You know, I was in the city pretty much all day up until the point the the, the attack happened. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, we we photographed it. You know, we did our part and just you know persevering, staying on, you know, staying focused, doing what we got to do, just like any other day. Um, you know, we photographed it. We photographed the people having a good time. Um, you know, the people in costumes and and you know and, and how New Yorkers just carry on. Um, you know, it's. Uh, it was definitely a weird, uh, you know, energy, but, but, you know, New Yorkers are good about, you know, just brushing it off and going forward and continuing on their, with their daily lives like any other day. Um, so, you know, we, we, we managed to make some, a great set and, um, yeah. And I mean, New York still had a great time. Gotta be tough to live there, don't you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> In more ways than one. So what else are you working on? What's coming up? Um, uh, right now we're working on a, on our, our zine. Um, we, 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 we try to do z little, you know, zines. This is actually probably about this, about a book now with, with so many photos, but I call them zines, but, um, you know, they're more like soft paperback books, but, um, yeah, we're working on a new zine. Uh, it's titled Affectionless. Um, it's basically a, an exploration of people showing signs of affection or lack of affection in public spaces around New York City. Um, uh, that should be launching hopefully next week. Uh, we just actually finished designing it. Uh, uh, the member, uh, Victor Laurenti, designed it for us. Um, everybody submitted, you know, a lot of photos and um, actually just sent it off to the printer yesterday. So hopefully by next week uh, we have them available. Uh, you can order them online or, uh, 
yeah, order them online, NYCSPC, uh, nyc-spc.com. Um, but, um, but yeah, so that's kind of like the big focus right now for December. Um, we're also trying to work with more publishers, you know, try to find different ways to, to get our work out there. So, you know, we'll see how that goes into next year, but, um, but yeah, the zine's pretty exciting. I'm, I'm really happy the way it came out. The design is great. Um, uh, it looks good. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah. So you've done several of them. Yeah. We try to, you know, it's hard to, to I, initially I was trying to do them quarterly, but it's, it's just hard to produce, you know, to get everybody to produce fresh work every couple of months to put into a zine, you know? Um, but, um, you know, the main drive is, you know, we're, you know, we, we don't really, you know, we don't do anything for profit. Right. So, you know, these zines help fund future events. So like, if we, you know, like we want to do a group show come next year, you know, hopefully early 2018. So, you know, rent in New York city, if you want to rent a space to have a show for a weekend is not cheap. So, you know, these little zines, little activities like this help fund, you know, shows, um, you know, every little bit helps, you know, that'll help cover, you know, some rent on a gallery space somewhere. Um, so that we can all get our pictures on a wall and have people come over and look at them. These are, well, not hardcover, but these are physical yeah. printed copies, yeah, printed right? copies. It's, it's going to be a, uh, an edition of a hundred. Um, so, so yeah, so, I mean, uh, I'm not sure when this podcast will air, but if you're interested, I don't know, we have about I don't know, maybe like a, a third of them already sold in pre-orders. So, um, I don't know, act fast. <laughs> act fast. Well, we'll put a link directly to the zine page in the in the uh, article. Cool. So people are going to go right there. That's great. There's, there's not enough stuff that's printed, our magazine included. Mm -hmm. It's very expensive to print things, mm -hmm. as you know. Yeah. Yeah. Do you print them locally? Uh, yeah, yeah. There's uh, a couple of shops here in the city that uh, that that do pretty solid work. So yeah, we try to print them locally. Initially, on on previous editions, we used Blurb, um, you know, just for mm -hmm. the print on demand type of uh, function. Sure. You know, that was it was convenient. You know, you don't have to come out of pocket and spend thousands of dollars ordering zines that you may or may not sell. So, um, you know, Blurb was was uh, a, a lot more convenient, and easy to manage. You know, distributing of the zines, but um, but this time we decided to make local prints and and have them um, available. You know, we, we, we're gonna sell them locally through, you know, through people here, and then uh, also through the, through the mail, online, etc. But um, yeah, yeah, the details are on our site, and uh, yeah, it's it's always great to see printed work. I mean, that's another another part of this is like how do how you know as a collective how can we have our pictures in a physical form more often, you know, whether it be yeah. a zine, whether it be a gallery show, whether it be, you know, we were thinking about wheat pasting, you know, just printing out a bunch of, you know, meh, you know, so, so quality big blowups and just like finding some bill, you know, some construction place and just pasting them on a wall. You know, it's cheap. It's an opportunity for people to see our work. You know, it's not going to be quite as, you know, an experience as seeing it in a gallery, but you know, it's, it's cheap and it's fun and it's, and it's a way to get our work out there. So again, you know, small economical ideas to get our work seen and off of, you know, seen in, in a, in a print off the screen type. Oh, I've got to ask you one other thing since you're both in New York. I, I just, you know, I see a lot of very interesting work come out of uh, Coney Island 
and I uh, had the opportunity to interview Harvey Stein a few years ago. He's done a couple of books on Coney Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was always taken by the the big Ferris wheel, the Wonder Wheel, I guess. I just saw that uh, Woody Allen is releasing a movie called Wonder Wheel. I don't know if you've seen that, but it looks pretty interesting. It takes place in like the 50s or the 60s. Mm-hmm. Mm. No, I mean Coney Island is, is a pretty, you know, magical place to, you know, honestly, it's it's uh it's it's this small, you know, it's not fairly it's not big, but I don't know, like the energy there is always great. People are always on the boardwalk having a good time. You know, the beach isn't necessarily, you know, South Beach, but <laughs> you know, there's people out there, you know, they're having a good time. It's 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 it it's it's I don't know, it's this is a a, a great high energy positive place uh, and then at night when the sun sets and all the you know the ferris wheel lights up and all the you know little uh, arcade uh, you know game what are those people called uh, no like the carney uh, barkers or yeah yeah like the carney guys are out and there's people and you know you know couples dating and kids running around i don't know coney island's pretty awesome i i do regret not spending any time there this summer I, well I, I did go for one day but but definitely it's it's worth uh going to repeatedly and, and really exploring it's 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 a great part of brooklyn i've seen some very interesting work done there in the winter time yeah i mean definitely has a very dystopian feel yeah. to it in the winter everything is shut down you know everything is kind of like you know there's like nobody around so um yeah it's definitely a, a very weird uh place to be in the winter and it's cold like it gets real cold <laughs> yeah it's- Still have to get rid of that Florida blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Today it's twenty, or it was twenty in the morning. So, yeah, um, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm not, not, not enjoying this right now. <laughs> Me neither. Okay, well, I tell you, thanks. I appreciate it. So, before we go, tell us where people can find the collective and where they can find each of you individually. Uh, collective website nyc-spc.com. Um, you can find me on my website, uh, photosbyjorge.com, or my Instagram, photosbyjorge underscore. And you can see, you can find my work on wasikphoto.com or on Instagram, um, Matthias Wasik. And maybe you can link to our websites in the article as well. It's probably easier. Oh, absolutely. It'll all be in there. Thank you. Well, gentlemen, thank you very much. Thanks, Bob. Thank you. Once again, this podcast is brought to you by Street Photography Magazine. It is the number one source for inspiration, education, and publication for street photographers everywhere. It's made by street photographers for street photographers. Street Photography Magazine is published once a month, plus a few bonus issues throughout the year. Each issue includes an interview with our featured photographer to discuss how they work and take a deep dive into some of their photos. It also includes photo projects and photo stories from photographers around the world to inspire you. And it's a place for you to publish your work to be recognized. For example, the Street Shooters of the Month section of the magazine. It features photos from members of our community. And many of our featured photographers have been selected from that group. So stop trying to go it alone and join the community. All of this for less than the price of a cup of coffee per month. Stop over and subscribe now at streetphotographymagazine.com slash subscribe. Mm-hmm.